listeners. Thanks for tuning into Chamber Sessions. I'm Rob Inglis. It's been an emotional roller coaster in Tasmania politics this week. Um, it's only the beginning of the political year, and we've already seen the joyful swearing in of a new member uh, and the devastating departure of one of the state's most beloved parliamentarians. Uh, on Monday, the recount in the northwest electorate of Braddon commenced following former Labor leader Brian Green's retirement from politics, which I'm sure you've all heard about. Brenton Best, once a maverick Labor MHA, put his hand up for the recount with an important caveat. Uh, he would be standing as a so-called independent Labor candidate, whatever that means. Neither Labor nor the Greens uh, welcomed the prospect of Best's return, uh, which was unsurprising, uh, given that some regard Best's legacy as being one of chaos. Uh, the new Labor leader, Rebecca White, officially endorsed agricultural scientist Shane Broad for the seat, uh, saying he'd build on the renewal of the Labor Party. Um, Broad was ultimately successful in winning the recount, uh, consolidating the theme of renewal Labor has really been pushing since White's elevation to the party leadership. Um, you could almost hear the party's collective sigh of relief at not losing a seat. On Tuesday, White had her first question time as opposition leader, uh, which was much anticipated uh, for, for obvious reasons. She used it to go head-to-head with the Premier on the state's dysfunctional health system. So what was, what was interesting about this was that she chose to go right at Hodgman rather than the Health Minister, Michael Ferguson. Um, so the fact that she, that she did this from the get-go, um, it really established a precedent. Um, she, she asserted her authority um, as the Premier's counterpart, uh, opposition counterpart, and uh, showed that she would not uh, be cowed by uh, calls from the government that she was inexperienced um, and not up to the job. So that was um, fascinating to watch, and it's going to be fascinating to see how it develops, this uh, relationship between the opposition leader and the Premier, um, how they engage with each other. Um, Broad entered the lower house for the first time on Wednesday, quietly soaking in the dynamics of Parliament as his family looked on. Um, Premier Will Hodgman congratulated Broad, but qualified it uh, somewhat by saying the Braddon MP was probably wondering what he'd gotten himself into by joining the Labor caucus. But Broad's presence in the chamber was was barely felt, really, um, after he'd been sworn in as White doubled down on her Tuesday strategy, uh, asking questions of Treasurer Peter Gutwin via the Premier. Um, so, you know, laying blame at the feet of the Premier for the perceived uh, mistakes of, of, of his Cabinet colleagues. Um, so, yeah, as I said before, interesting tactic, um, but not entirely unexpected. So, so Peter Gutwin has recently been in the crosshairs for a letter he sent to Energy Minister Matthew Groom in April 2016 relating to the proposed sale of the Tamar Valley Power Station. And the Parliament's 
Public Accounts Committee has been investigating this matter, uh, demanding that Gutwin table the full letter instead of a redacted copy. He refused. Uh, so, you know, it's been suggested that the letter may shed new light on the government's handling of last year's energy crisis. Um, and, and White accused the Liberals of trying to sell Tasmanians a monumental mistruth, her words, uh, regarding the Tamar Valley power station. The Premier's response was, did we sell the Tamar Valley power station? No. <laughs> so, yeah, categorically denying um, any wrongdoing uh, in that regard. But, you know, the, the, it's not actually the, the issue for, um, for the opposition. Uh, the issue is that the Treasurer is citing Cabinet confidenti- confidentiality for not releasing the, the letter in full. Uh, that's where the whole, you know, trying to sell it to Tasmanians a monumental mistruth claim comes from. Um, on Wednesday, it, it was announced um, also that the Mersey Community Hospital in the state's northwest had received a $730 million federal funding injection, uh, which the state government understandably wasted no time in celebrating during question time that day. The, the Premier was quick to highlight that it was the biggest Commonwealth funding package ever extended to Tasmania, the biggest cash transfer ever um, extended to the state government. So a bit of a milestone. Uh, in 2007, this is just a bit of a history lesson for, for you, uh, John Howard stepped in to fund the Mersey in a bit of a last-ditch effort to win seats for the Liberals um, in the federal election. Um, there have been long-standing concerns that the hospital would lose its funding arrangement, leaving those in the area helpless. Um, the state government will be responsible for administering the funds, uh, the, and the arrangement will allow for, for 10, 10 more years of operation, apparently, for the hospital, and, and, and um, the Health Minister, Michael Ferguson, said it would attract more permanent staff. So it's, it's great news for the North West, um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, it's something that that, that 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 people in that area of the state have been have been hanging out for. Um, uh, confirmation of, of the of the of the Mersey's future. Um, it's a uh, it's it's an institution that 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 so many people rely on in that area, and without it, um, their livelihood is is at risk. So. Um, yeah, great, great news all, all round there and difficult for the opposition um, and for the Greens to really pick holes in. The week uh, ended on a, on a tragic note as the Premier made an announcement in the House of Assembly on Thursday afternoon. He told the House that Attorney General Vanessa Goodwin was not expected to recover after being diagnosed with multiple brain tumours in late March. The statement provoked an outpouring of grief from members in both the lower and upper house and from both sides of politics. Um, the Legislative Council was scheduled to commence its own question time as Hodgman made the announcement, but MLCs adjourned for the day after the news was broadcast. Cabinet ministers will share Dr Goodwin's portfolio responsibilities for now. Um, the Premier is acting as Arts Minister and Heritage Minister. Matthew Groom is serving as Acting Attorney-General and Justice Minister, uh, and Guy Barnett is, is going to be acting as Corrections Minister. 
this weekend is likely to be one of deep reflection for all members of parliament but I think it's safe to say we can expect the gloves to come back off again when next week rolls around so I'll see you then. Thank you.